0: It's amazing. And and it's not even, I'm not here to bag on anybody. I'm here to just like be staring in awe at the world around us right now. We have so many opportunities to get it right.
1: How's it feel to be able to see all that?
0: It feels pretty good, actually. Okay. There we go.
1: Yeah, there's like a whole array laid out in front of us.
0: Hello, gentle folk of the internet. (laughs) Welcome to the Kindness Economy Podcast. Yes. We are your hosts. I am Rebecca Oliveira.
1: I'm Courtney King. Greetings and salutations, everybody. This week, I will be giving a general life
0: update and also grandma turned...
1: 91. oh yeah also
0: just generally the power of luck and timing that i'm going to be talking about this (laughs) Uh, week
1: uh, oh i'm going to talk a bit about um the equinox we have just had it yesterday afternoon and also about feelings and how they're actually sensations that's a thing
0: that's real in your body in your body crazy yeah i know (laughs) (laughs) First off, I want to start with like a, I know we always start with like care and stuff, but I want to just kind of generally, um, my life and relationships and stuff have been just kind of good. Hey. And the thing that I'm doing for my self care is making sure that I'm having time with friends Ooh. in like platonic space. <laughs> um, and so that's been really the, the big thing right now. And I'm spending time with people and making space for us to do this thing i spent oh, maybe 12 hours yesterday and lots of time on the website through the week and lots of time doing the things
1: wait so are you being a bowerbird
0: oh what's that mean
1: uh decorating decorating oh yeah nesting. decorating our nest yeah nesting. yes yes like, totally very much nesting
0: very nesting in the studio <laughs> and um i just am really stoked about where I am with my spouse and I want to kind of share a little about what we've been going through. Like we've gotten to an, uh, a, on the backside of something. And so I'm not going to talk about stuff as it's in process. Cause that feels yeah too non-consensual and not that's honoring little... of privacy. Yeah. That's a little uh, too raw. That's too much. Um, but basically my spouse and I realized that, um, we made, making money more important than our relationship. Mm. And it wasn't a thing that happened right away. It wasn't like, yes, that's what we're going to make money. We're going to make money. And that's more important than no, it wasn't like that. It was like, we first got together and I was, I want to have kids. And she's like, that scares the shit out of me. That sounds like a terrible idea. And here's why Uh, the truth is the numbers are from Elizabeth Warren's book. I don't know if you guys know that she wrote a book about this, but this was the beginning of our relationship. I read the two income trap Mm. and the takeaway from that that really shook up charity was that every child you have doubles your chance of bankruptcy oh wow and that is real and so she's like you know having a child is a financial catastrophe i need you to read this book (laughs) to understand the math and the social pressure to conform to these sorts of things and so I read the book and I actually pounded it in a weekend because I was very committed to the relationship and you know from that point we set standards about financial stability and what we wanted in our relationship Mm -hmm. and and it's also important to note that you know we are both vagina owners which means that we are doubly exposed for gender inequity yes and and the Decisions that we were making were very prudent decisions. Like I would say that Charity and I are both on the very practical lady side of the lesbian scale of expression, you know? Mm, yeah. And and it's, it's we were very practical about it. No, we need to save money. We're going to live very frugally. We're going to, you know, own that 25-year-old car that has a quarter of a million miles on it. You know, those are the decisions that we are making And, and then many years later, you know, she's the CEO of a company and we're both making a lot of sacrifices to make that company work. Mm. And, and I haven't seen her in weeks or whatever, or like, I'm in a, I'm in a pattern where I see her, I used to say a lot, I see her 15 minutes at a time, maybe twice a day okay and we spent a few years in that position Mm. and that was like the i'm not going to get pissed off place but it's not an i'm happy place and and now she's spending time and i get to see her and i missed her how's it feel it's really nice yeah it's really nice and i have like my part, my other partner that's around a lot as well because the the fact that we have to communicate over the phone is really disruptive to whoever's in the room and that changes for people in the room means changes to people on the phone that like it's sort of disjointed mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's like charity comes home from work. Well, now I have to get off the phone and that doesn't feel good to the person on the phone or like I'm out with charity and the phone rings and I'm like, I would really like to answer this. And charity doesn't want to deal with that either but if we all lived together we wouldn't have to deal with that so now we're having like lovely conversations about what it means to live together and how to make space for one another and um i got sick from you know being a trash panda and being allergic to all the food but then you know your friend has a birthday party and you're like i want to eat eat things eat it (laughs) and so i ended up very sick and um I come home with my partner and Charity's there and like they both work together to make me well again and it was just really lovely and it's just been really lovely domestically with like both of my partners around and Charity has her other partner around so there's like four people Mm -hmm. in our apartment with this new beautiful giant studio space so it's just like it's getting (laughs) kind of crowded that's cool though I really like I like all these people. I like you I like having a studio so it's a net win it's just a lot of like physical and emotional labor and it's and it feels awesome and I'm so stoked to have her around and I'm so stoked to have more of my other partner around so yeah that's so, sort yeah. of like my personal fitness update
1: your cup runneth over mm, it's so nice <laughs>
0: super lucky
1: uh um let's see as far as like personal fitness goes um I think I talked a couple of weeks ago. My back went all sideways on me. Um, And I was able to deadlift again for the first time since my back went sideways. Oh, yeah! It was like Hannah kept me at a pretty low weight. Like we're going to practice the motion and not do um, like we're not pushing for any records. We're just going to get reacquainted with the motion and how everything goes in your body. (coughs) Excuse me. Um. So that felt good. It was terrifying on the one hand, but just to be able to know that I could go into that space and feel um, protected in some way, that someone was looking out for me, was, was a relief, was a huge relief. Let's see what else. The other part was actually tied to that and the equinox. I, I, I am solar powered. I like the sun. I am so happy the equinox happened. I don't know what to do. I mean,
0: technically the whole system is solar powered, but I mean, well, okay. yeah. Carry on.
1: I mean, it, I feel the sun. Lots of people do. Lots of people don't admit it. I didn't admit it for a long time. But anyway, the equinox, I decided between my back and just feeling grumpy and pounding all the vitamin D to stay afloat through the winter, like, all right, I'm going to get some some body work done. I went to the chiropractor for the first time in six months which was an adventure uh and she went to town on my neck and back and while i always think of chiropractic as like uh extreme back cracking which i guess it kind is kind of what it is it's yeah like it's back cracking
0: a- is a competitive sport or yeah whatever. like
1: it's extreme back cracking but and not and and i find it pleasurable the sounds are really intimidating but when you actually get the the ripple crunch going down your back it's definite sense of relief like oh that felt so good but there are deeper benefits to having your back i feel bad saying back cracking but i'm just gonna go with it but having that work done on your back there are benefits to it and i think I'm the always... preferred verb is adjustment adjustment okay adjustment <laughs> adjust a okay, word that adjustment. they use right thank you because i was drawing a blank on it uh, but getting adjusted there was one particular spot that she went for yesterday that took both hands and like pushing me and as soon as she did it this info like i felt something catch in my diaphragm basically And I just started coughing uncontrollably, like just, ah, which was really interesting. And I kept trying to stop it. And my body's like, nope, you have to cough and cough and do all the freaking coughing. Kind of disorienting, but I went with it. And then after that fit was done, and she's like, are you okay? You need a minute? And I'm like, no, I think I'm good. Just a bunch of stuff happened. She was like, yes, I just made your diaphragm very happy. Oh, okay. And... Since then, just walking around, I'm like, wow, I, okay, I can take a deep breath. I didn't realize I couldn't take one before. That realization, really big for me. (laughs) That sounds fun. Yeah. I haven't been, I mean,
0: I get adjusted from my um, applied kinesiologist. Mm -hmm. And it's not like an often thing, um, but she did a weird adjustment where she like had my, like, she adjusted my shoulder.
1: Ooh. And it was really
0: weird and it was like this, it was like the cutest little pop. So precious. Um, But it's satisfying. It is definitely, I mean, I'm a knuckle popper all day, for Mm. sure, super fun. I mean, I feel like a lot of folks that do any kind of computer work, you're gonna, you get using those fingers, they wanna get a little stretch in. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, So I got to spend time with grandma Go for on. her birthday, because it's birthday. Um, And it's not necessarily, like, it's actually a little challenging, and I'm basically hoping that most of my family doesn't actually listen to this. But, like, there's been a few times recently where, like, I go visit her, and she just doesn't, She she has mentioned that she just doesn't want to get up. I'm like, okay, Grandma, you know what? Mm. It's all good. Yeah. You don't have to get up. You can be done. Whenever yeah. you want. You're 91 years old. You can be done whenever you want. Yeah. When I went to get her for her birthday on Monday, it was like 1130 and she was still not up.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: And I checked in with my stepdad because I was thinking maybe he did something for nice for her birthday or whatever. No. It was, she was just asleep. Okay. And like maybe she doesn't. Just- maybe it's soon the thing and i'm kind of like that's you know starting to think in and i'm reaching out to my um siblings and cousins to be like hey (laughs) letting you know she's getting kind of done you may want to spend some time with her um we also i definitely made sure i did the facebook live and we bit, we did like a 45 minute live oh, wow. going through pictures to the best of our ability
2: mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> i think i'm going to stay and do that every week until, until. she goes just because it's just it's getting there i think it's getting there and it's not yeah yeah that's the one thing i i i wish my mom was still alive for was to take good care of her and to be that empathetic like her friend, Mm -hmm. like as codependent as that relationship clearly was. Like, it was actually really, like, grandma doesn't have any other friends now.
1: Okay. That's
0: (laughs) real. Um, So, that's happening and, and changes for like, personal, like, I have a friend whose parents live across the street from my house, right? And I just sort of, We grew up together and in the being the oldest millennials cusp Mm. sort of position that we are both in. um, And I feel like the oldest millennial, like the what makes it the difference, whether you consider yourself like more um, generation X or more boomer kind of lifestyle is whether or not you had access to Oregon Trail in school. Um, of all the like random words that people use for that cusp position, I feel like what speaks to it more clearly is that you had access to a computer in school that had that game because then you were doing other things on the computer that most kids weren't doing at the time. And that was where the future was coming from. And so those skills that those skills that I was learning how to do vector graphing on an Apple IIe in middle school, those are unique experiences and it it pushes me more toward a millennial experience. And for him and I, we had this sort of parallel career where he just got laid off from the first job he ever had. What? Right? He's 40 years old and has had the same job for 22 years. (laughs) Straight out of high school, he started working for this company
1: how that happened well I mean I guess that does still happen it's but a thing w- wow it can that happen. is
0: rare right that is rare and so it's just sort of like rocking around in my head about like what's the difference between our experiences where I've had like 30 jobs mm-hmm. and he's had one mm. and I'm kind of like next week I'm going to sit down with him because he's in Redwood City still and mm-hmm. so I'm going to go hang out with him next time I visit grandma but like I am kind of interested to see like how his experience i mean it's got to be dramatically different than what i've had but i remember going to the corporate office when we were really young and he was like they let me drink beer here Tra-la-la, you know
2: <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like okay that was a you know <laughs> that was an early perk in the dot-com back in the day when we were around for that first round oh wow
1: yeah now that i think about time frames yeah
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. So, he's wrote both of those waves at the same company, which is crazy. That that was an experience that was available to someone.
1: Like the odds of that happening, I'm just still trying to wrap my head around. Like what?
0: But we grew up a block apart.
1: It's like lightning
0: striking or something. Right, it's crazy. <laughs> like uh, like like lightning st- striking at like direct opposite positions. on the planet and just like it's so rare weird super yeah super fun i can't wait to have that conversation so uh
1: oh oh god so i wrote about experiencing feelings as sensation because i was experiencing feelings as sensation uh i had
0: were they stabby no that's good
1: they were queasy I i had a panic attack but I didn't experience it as a panic attack. And I'm not sure if I should credit this to the volume of meditation I've been doing or what, but there was the onset of what I understand is my physical, like the physical cues for a panic attack. My heart started pounding. My mouth got dry, my appetite disappeared, I started just feeling tingly in my extremities, like it they were very definite things. And, Definitely feelings. Uh, and I'm trying to figure out, like, all right, these are sensations. And where in the past, and I'm trying to figure out how to explain this. In the past, I would completely abandon myself to the sensation and whatever was going on in my head so it would be this sort of the it feels like the world is ending because of course the world is ending like you just, ah, and just you know screaming because yeah with me i get the like an overwhelming urge to start screaming ah yeah i mean i don't but good job like that is a very i mean definite. that would just
0: be awkward i'm sure you'd figure it out
1: yeah the, the end And I do. And there have been times where I've, I don't want to say lost that battle, but just like, okay, yeah, we're just going to like, let some screaming happen. The beach, the beach is really good for that. Um,
0: (laughs) I've definitely taken a walk to the edge of the campus I was working at and screamed at the railroad tracks.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, that was good. The screaming is good. But this time I, I was very aware of Almost that same sort of sensation that I described while uh, when I tried the yoga nidra and that like actually worked and I was like, whoa, dude, okay, that's a thing. Where I'm like, okay, these are the things that my body is doing. This is what I think it's in reaction to. I'm going to sit with that and just experience it. And it's not comfortable, but it doesn't have to dictate everything if that totally yeah and that was a very uncomfortable supremely uncomfortable but really fascinating experience because it's i was along for the ride but very much driving the car totally like there wasn't like there was a backseat driver narrating everything it's like okay yes yes but they
0: don't get in the front seat no they don't get the wheel
1: no they don't get the wheel
0: i love the eyes when you said no when the new no like no i got
1: to i got to hang on to myself through that which is something that does not happen or did not happen often where it's like i got to hang on to myself through those sensations
0: i've been reading or rather, I read through really quickly. There's a book called "Unfuck Your Brain," mm. and I really, really liked it. It has um, components of one of the things that I loved the most about it was it doesn't didn't slut shame. When it talked about uh, addiction to porn, it, w- it was saying you know, creating a relationship that you want mm-hmm. with whatever the substance is, and it and it explicitly talked about a definition of addiction that I really like, which is doing whatever the thing is that you're doing that you're instead of the thing that you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Like whenever you're using that distraction to a point that things can't get done that need to happen, whatever that is, it could be laundry.
2: I'm addicted
1: to laundry. Ad-
0: oh my God. Uh, mm. anyway, whatever it is, um, I appreciated the explicit wording around porn. And I also, uh, in the addiction part, when she was talking about um, resources for people struggling with addiction, she explicitly stated resources for LGBTQ plus folks and indigenous folks. Mm. Because the experience, like, because there are, you know, populations that experience a very different type of addiction than the general public and there are specific resources to address that and i loved that so much and i also just love the very liberal use of profanity i just think it helps take everything a little less seriously yes um because it just helps to have a little bit of like fuck it like you just can't be that serious if it's too serious, you're just not going to do it.
1: It has to be just right.
0: Just a little bit of play, just a little fuckity something, you know? So <laughs> fuckity. I, I, in, in, like, in the book, it talks about, you know, that we talk about emotions, but they're really feelings and the actual science behind the parts of your brain that store different memories and the way that they work and the way that your body stores memories and the actual science behind it instead of it just being some kind of like woo bullshit ass explanation it's an actual science-based explanation so Mm. for my you know i'm gonna say dogmatic atheist friends (laughs) you know who you are i may be married one whatever (laughs) i've made those choices with my friends i know um, that I think is going to be an incredible resource for you know for the people that don't quite understand where their feelings are in their body. It's pretty dope.
1: Being able to observe your body.
0: It's so fascinating the new that new game.
1: Mm, what observing your body? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that that is
0: today. The the other. We got a lot of feedback this week,
2: Mm.
0: Um, and also a friend of mine sent me an article because I'm doing a lot of social media stuff, and you will never see my kids. Mm -hmm. like You see them as props because that's what your children are to you, whether you know it or not, and it's healthy, I believe, to acknowledge the power that we have over our children and, and the way that that's evolved over time. So when I was a kid and I did anything that got into the newspaper, Mm -hmm. it was clipped, and now I'm spending time with grandma. I see those clips, you know? (laughs) I didn't know there was some random article with my picture in it from when I was in first grade. Oh, yeah. But I found it when I was going through all my shit with grandma. And, And there's an article, and I will link to it in the show notes, from NPR about... Uh, your children's digital image and the way that children respond to understanding once they get to the internet that they're already there. (laughs) And that's what happens for kids now. They get there and they're like, oh, my parents already did all this shit.
1: They've crafted a persona for them.
0: Yeah. Queer kids, goth kids, the like fringe kids. Mm -hmm. We know that... The way that our parents dressed us as children was unacceptable. Yes. It was gross. We hated it.
1: That is not who we were. That's
0: not at all what we wanted.
1: And as as an adult with
0: children, as a parent, I guess that's the word that we use, parent. As a parent, I am super conscious of that. I let my kids pick what they want to wear, and I take them to both sections of the store, and I actively encourage them to the weird section that we just went to. Cause they know when we go to the girl's section, it's weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird. The separation. I'm so happy about target, not separating the clothes anymore. So I could just go and just they could, we look at the clothes <sighs> so much easier. Um, but giving them the ability to choose the way that they look, having that control over the way that they look is so important to me and, and I, I have private places to view the children online Mm. but i'm also very very conservative about what i put in that space i never put anything that i feel like if they look back on it later particularly in middle school or high school if they were to find it they wouldn't feel embarrassed okay i don't want them to look back and see you know me making fun of their bowels functioning as their little people when their you know bodies are now like fighting against them like that's (laughs) not that's not a fun game it's not funny and and listening to this woman respond in an interview like kids do that now they get to see this thing where like their parents have when they first get exposed to this idea in like elementary school Mm. it's like pretty chill it's like oh that's kind of cute But when they get to middle school and they start to really, really become committed to developing their own sense of self, Mm -hmm. some of that shit's offensive. And and I know we were talking about it last week with the, you know, kids' expectations and you're using your child as a trophy and all of their little stats prove how good you are as a parent. And that's actually what you're doing is collecting parent stamps. Like I am curating this little human's experience Mm -hmm. and this little human is going to find social media someday and want to make sure he looks fucking fabulous. (laughs) I mean, no, in at least one case, he needs to look fucking fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) The other one just doesn't want to look like an idiot, but one's going to really care. This one that, you know, will lose his mind because he doesn't have green pants because he's a lizard today. And how can he be a lizard without green pants? And my only saving grace is the ability to talk him into black pants.
1: Like some lizards have brown legs. I know,
0: we can do a lot of earth tones yeah. for, for reptiles, kid. Yeah. Come on.
1: Chameleon, chameleon, is a lizard. That's a perfect...
0: <laughs> we showed him the video, too, of the little... Anyway, I put my kids on the, like, the back of the head and stuff. And as I'm on social media, it's... And as I'm on social media as a parent, my bonus parent Baba on the internet, Mm -hmm. it is pretty obvious that you don't see my kids.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, just thinking about the whole way, like, the way I was crafted as a kid. And I'm using crafted because it wasn't me choosing what I was wearing or anything like that for... um, events you know this is before social media but like events family reunions weddings funerals like those kinds of things where everybody comes together and it's like all right this is the time family reunions especially like this is the time where everybody gets together updates everyone on what's going on and you have to present There's a
0: specific thing in Black culture specifically about presentation. Mm -hmm. And for the white folks that don't understand what this is, well, when racism is about what you look like, the way you present has remarkable power. Extra weight. And it's really important for practical reasons and as a white person growing up around black folks i was always confused about it i did not understand what was happening until much later obviously i was sheltered
1: (laughs) (laughs) but yes there was that that active like managing of my appearance and presentation and i had to jump through all the hoops and hit all the right marks and you got to tell the
0: story so that the other family members know what to tell their people about what's happening oh yes, the whole legend of the family to get disseminated down
1: good grief but then when I started trying to create my own identity and the first place I pushed back was appearance. So thinking about that in terms of now with social media, there's so much appearance bound up in social media. The identity, the persona, even when there's not anything conscious. And I'm, I'm not a parent, so I can't say how conscious it is or isn't. Um, but that presentation of this persona, like this is my child and they present in this way. I'm, I'm really curious what the pushback is going to start to show up as, you know what I mean? Yes. Like that kind of, there's going to be that, like, I am not this, I am that, I am not like, I am not the straight hair, you know, straight hair down to my waist, Courtney. And when I started wearing my hair natural, there was a epic epic years-long battle for me to like own that and own it in a way where it's like yeah i i didn't recall asking what you think which in and of itself in the family is like a oh oh snap like that kind of boundary yeah like oh wow all right um so yeah i'm really curious what this generation's pushback is going to materialize as Mm mm-hmm and there's a lot of
0: a lot more parents that are doing what I am doing and allowing, like I say, allowing, which is just I feel kind of shitty even using that language because I'm a what I'm allowing this human to be. The fuck is that? What kind of authority do I have over this human to be? But what is what is on the other side of not allowing this human to be, which is what most parents do. Mm. I mean, particularly uh, feminine. Uh, male children like they get beaten into submission literally to play to play the game to play the game you have to um like more often than not in our in our area it's not the way that people are like no i want to be able to snuggle my son yeah and teach them that like like touch is like platonic touch is good and can be it's important.
1: Like <laughs> feeling your body.
0: You know, yeah these things we were talking about earlier. Feelings that sensation.
1: Yeah. I mean sometimes physical sensation can counter the emotional like the sensation that's born of emotion.
0: And that a little bit of on the timing, which was our theme for today, the just the timing of time and space to be in a place where that's safe for my children to have Mm. i'm so i feel so lucky i'm so grateful that i don't i I get to to raise my male children in a place that is less likely to beat the shit out of them so stoked for that Mm. and that's not a that's that's a super rare experience in humanity right now
1: as far as barely like exists at the whole timeline, yeah. like the
0: whole of all mammals <laughs> it seems, a lot of violence in humans and animals in oh. general so i just feel really lucky to have this moment in time there's so many things about this moment in time that i feel really lucky about mm. um and i want to Take more time to have a little gratitude about that specific timing, which is what we're going to get into for business stuff in the second half. All right, and we're back. Second segment.
1: (laughs) Time for business. Um, Time for business, business.
0: The business. The numbers are incredible. I am so pumped to share the numbers with you, dear audience, because number cruncher. I mean, I am kind of a nerd like that. It's cool. I get no, no, no it's okay. It's it's just part of the, what I offer.
1: All right, I'm digging this part of the setup now because you can drive, even though the monitor is like way over there. Yep, and just it's see everything. Great.
0: It's once the video actually starts. I keep taunting this audience with a video that has not been released, but I swear to God, we collect it. We got most of it. It's cool. So, <laughs> the numbers are outstanding. What we have last week are our. Our last week includes our three best days in the month of March. Mm -hmm. Our, I think, let me stand up so I can actually see. Our first most downloads in the day um, by 50%. Mm. That is awesome. Okay. And of course, you know. I'm using these percentages to, to cover the fact that I'm talking about numbers under 20, but we, you know, going from Dill. 12 to 18 is that's a jump. That is a jump. So the advertising is certainly working. Some of the new studio setup is not working <laughs> just as I pull off parts of the table, <laughs> Chunk. um, uh, but the the ad thing is totally working. And the thing that's interesting to me is I don't quite understand what they're doing with the difference between reach and the, uh, the click through, except for that everybody seems focused on the uh, cost per click because that's that output. And so the people that have dollars, selling products I was gonna say that's for moving widgets really care about those numbers okay and I swear to God the difference is I just do the math myself it's not that hard just do it yourself because you know like the math is simple enough that you know if you get a greater reach you're gonna get more clicks at the end of the day if you're reaching And i'm talking a magnitude of 10 like a full degree of magnitude on this reach Mm. we went we got to half a million eyeballs half a million pairs of eyeballs
1: which i'm still kind of going what
0: i'm stoked
1: other things that i learned
0: that taunty thing that they tell you like oh your ad is performing really well extend it don't dear audience don't (laughs) you want to know why they know what they're doing. They already know who to, that once you put in your interests, they know who they're going to right away and they're not going to keep pounding those people. That is redundant. That is called market saturation. Also sometimes spamming, depending on how irritated people are. So you don't want to just hammer the same people, but they're, they're really reaching at the end mm. to get this in front of people. And my click-through rate and i will i did my math and and you have to sort of track it over time because they're just going to give you the thing at the end when it was really hot it was 20 20 cents a click that's as good as any of the other ads that we were doing last year
1: Mm -hmm.
0: better than most better than almost all of them oh wow um I, i got it down to like 15 cents a click okay so that just to give you context most of the time it was around 45 to 75 cents a click. And last week it was $2 a click. And I was like choking. It was like between was 70, 78 cents, I think is what I'm reading there. And on the other for the Instagram one, it was $2. And I was just like, damn. Okay. I was sad. So this is down 20 cents a click for the early over time. It sort of trickled up at the end of the campaign. It was 22 cents a click. Still amazing. Um, so we're gonna keep doing that. That was awesome. That also got reflected over, obviously, in the numbers. We're yeah. going up fifty percent. That's awesome. Um, just like you know, I, I I love Gary Vaynerchuk, and I feel like this is a week we crushed it. Fucking, I feel stoked about that. So <laughs> uh, we played the game, and we're gonna keep playing the game. And the numbers are telling us we did we did good this week. Or you know, me the yeah. nerd. The nerd in the lab <laughs>
1: <laughs> like i'm just gonna keep talking that's
0: <laughs> um i mean but you're still the star of the uh, show right like that's the game is you're you're the talent and <laughs> you're the engineer and i'm in, yes you're the engineer i am the engineer
1: i'm like i i just i just do things i do things
0: i make you look good
1: you do you actually do <laughs> <laughs> thank you i appreciate that because otherwise i would be sitting in the corner like sobbing quietly going
2: this would have stopped of, a while ago, yeah, probably. I'm
1: full of feelings. I guess I am full of feelings. Um, I'm going to talk about my work again. Ephemeral stuff this week, talking about panic response, which is kind of where the feelings as a sensation came up. It's not just me having my own feelings. One of the things that happens regularly, often, in my work, in my field, is that people will have uh, a situation that makes them say, yes, I would like to have help in dealing with this situation, dealing with this clutter, dealing with this house, this closet, this garage. And it's taken them a lot to get to that point. Something has pushed them. But then, there, is, and this has happened like multiple times in the past seven days with like different people where it gets close to the time for me to show up and the response is oh my god I can't do it I can't all right I gotta cancel I I can't I can't do it abort yeah yeah and some people combat it by having like a cancellation fee or like doing things within 24 hours and I've experimented with some of that but it doesn't really get at what's going on so like I'm I'm starting to get curious about that particular panic response itself. Like, what is it that makes someone throw on the brakes?
0: Well, I mean, honestly, according to the book that I just read, that, like, how to unfuck your brain, there's uh-huh. like the playing dead.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's my first guess, but it's just because I read that thing.
1: <laughs> you read the book, therefore, all the answers are in that book. I mean, not all of them, but there's a few there's in a there. Oh, yeah. No.
0: I... There's some nice ones presented in a helpful way that I found unique and helpful, p- particular, but, you know.
1: Yeah. Um, but you, Playing Dead could be one of them. But there's one of the things that comes up is a minimum viable standard of acceptability.
0: Oh, I know what that means.
1: Like, I have to be, you must be at least this bougie to ride life. Like that. Oh, okay. Like that. Uh, and I don't know if that's quite the right phrasing for it, where it's like you, the image, going back to image mm-hmm. and presentation, you have to be this together or organized or presentable, like your front facing image has to fit a certain thing in order for you to let someone in your house oh right you see where i'm going with yeah, this? yeah 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 it's and it's it's really it's a panic response in around uh appearance and it's like ah mm. Can you tell I just got stuck in a feedback loop? It's okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, But it is the image equivalent of image. That's it. The image equivalent of uh, when I used to model, there are a couple of times where I was stitched into clothing. Right. Right. You know, photo shoot, you're gonna put this dress on, it's gonna fit like, oh, you're built this way, okay. You know, get somebody in and I get sewn into an outfit in order for it to fit the way, and then I use quotes around fit, in order for it to fit the way it's supposed to. Take the pictures, everything looks fabulous, shoots over, they snip me right out of it. That was something that constructed a good image, but the clothes as they were presented in that image didn't function as clothes and they couldn't function as clothes. Like,
0: it was tapestry.
1: They, yeah, it's just like, put on me.
0: <laughs> also be a wall, please, for this fabric.
1: Yeah. Like... Yeah. No, can't do that. Sorry, I got lumps.
0: I know, really? Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a mammal. I don't know what to tell you.
1: <laughs> I got I got a trunk. And it's got <laughs> <junk>. <laughs> But there's that same... I mean, there's a lot of focus on, you know, being cognizant of images it's presented for your person. Like understanding that, yes, there are all sorts of Photoshop tricks and like in-camera tricks to make images look like they really aren't. And people are aware of that artifice, but that awareness of the artifice doesn't necessarily extend to space. So people are like, well, of course I can make my home look like something in this magazine. No, I, I mean, you can. And it'll look that way for like half an hour maybe maybe but life is messy by nature. like it's the only time things don't change or are static and pretty is when they're stagnant and like frozen in amber life by its very nature produces messes
0: yes like
1: it's it's a biological process like you're gonna have to use bathroom all kinds of things it's wet it's messy and it just creates things paper, cups, dishes laundry, all that. It just keeps coming there is no end to it it's just how you deal with it. I mean I think but also
0: part it. of why people are calling you is because theres they've reached a point of we can't do this by ourselves mm. so like the idea that they're then going to somehow make it magazine presentable before you get there like isn't being real present with the situation that they're in
1: yeah it feels like but it's it's almost that it's a sign of the situation they're in Mm -hmm. and i'm not sure if that's quite like the language i want to use around it but like
0: i mean it's certainly a symptom of the situation
1: Mm, like just the the awareness of the disconnect between like their life as it exists and what the picture in their head is. Mm-hmm. Like, these two don't match. Therefore, like, no, it, it is it is the tangible world. It's the thing that actually exists that is wrong. No, the thing that actually exists, exists. You can't get around that. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, like just getting curious. And that's where a lot of the panic comes up. This is something, Uncomfortable. It causes extreme feelings, and shutting down is a good way to not not deal with it. Yeah, skip. Yeah, but you can't skip it because you're soaking in it. It's your house. Yeah, you're like it's right there. Mm Hmm. (laughs) So yeah, that is that is a thing. That sounded fun-ish or growth. Growth sounded like growth. Yeah, growth, but um because it led to me starting to examine, like getting curious about the panic, made me start to figure out like, okay, I do intersect with like panic response in all these different ways. And I do wind up like talking with people through it. How can I help people kind of work through that? So I've started trying to write up a class around that. Nice, more soon yeah more soon i have an outline, and i'm actually developing like i ha- I have a system i didn't realize i had a system
0: but i have a system i'm not shocked at all by this concept of you having a system it feels very yes
1: but i have to put words to it come up with like a clever name and shit like that it's like oh, uh, we'll work that out uh, we can help you uh, but yeah system mm-hmm. putting words to it that is oh and actually sitting down and going oh holy crap i do have things to say on this and i actually do have a system sparked my own panic attack ah you see where the, yes the Oh snake, brain. the snake eating its fucking tail <laughs> i mean oh, just like brain. oh it so yes being able to be cognizant of my own physical response to that whole panic thing just added another layer of okay just write down what you're feeling right now because it's going to be relevant even if it's a fucking pain in the ass and you would really rather just hide under the and bed something soft and, and heavy on top of me scream into the pillow mm-hmm. yeah so that's Good what job. i meant by it like bled into the the sure, thing sure. with the oh excellent Nice work. But that is that is happening. That is why I have my book bag with all my notebooks in it. Because I'm a little writing thing.
0: Good job. Nice. Thanks. So more
1: content from you soon. Oh, God, yeah. So much more content. Um, I, I guess this is the part where I say, in parentheses, I'm flattening my Patreon. Like, instead of doing tiers, just everybody in Patreon is just going to get everything and the first thing that everybody's gonna get is the first draft of this class like all the information that i come up with like here thank you <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah yeah simplifying is way easier yeah tears are People just are gonna a pain what in the to get. manage and it's easier to hide from it don't hide from it just flatten it just mm-hmm. shove it all out the door yeah that's where i am right now shoving everything out of the door <laughs> also the
0: part where you start to like define value for what you're producing mm. Um, like there was a thing that I did when I was a DJ where I somehow managed to calculate at some point the number of dollars that I was paid per track that I picked Mm. and that was the worst math I've ever done in my life because it made me somehow in my brain like believe that I needed that dollar to pick a track and then all of a sudden all I could listen to was NPR in my own time (laughs) (laughs) so You know, sometimes commodifying <laughs> things in that way is super unhelpful. Just a quick mm. warning to the dear audience that I love. Don't do that to yourself. Yeah. Uh, but I had I had another Squeeble meeting. Squeeble meeting. And I love I mostly just love saving Squeebles, but also I love supporting my friends. And there was a lot of really good stuff that we talked about in the meeting, so I want to share a bunch of that. Um, the first one, because we've been doing so much conversation about KonMari, uh i recommended that she start a squeeble buyback program ooh where former squeebles can be uh brought back into the fold into the fold and not, you know, conmarried to wherever okay right right and um just to increase the value of the items themselves um also just to like kind of live the the story that we don't want these things to be thrown away that's why they were made out of you know
1: love upcycled
0: things that's part of the story that's part of the brand um and then there was also i've been telling them to look for an animator to do little cartoons with the characters that we you know they have the ip for these characters you Mm -hmm. can use them for whatever Uh um but now we have TikTok. <laughs> and you don't need, <clears throat> you don't need, you don't need an animator. You can just, you know, do little puppeting with the things, and stuff. So like I tried just to, did during the exactly. So I, I'm trying to talk her into puppeting with the squeebles on TikTok, and then with the to pr- pump sales for the uh, more mass produce items they're still not mass produced they're just mm. group, easier group to, produce, or something. to produce to produce they're all still handmade it's mm. just like you know a little pillow instead of like a doll like that's a different project entirely yeah <clears throat> but she's making like the little pillow that we've been playing with and showing you she's mm-hmm. making those but with like little furry hair tops Oh, and I'm just like yes touch feel like people love Again. to feel and, and get that textile Physical interaction sensation. with stuff um, I mean, that's why trolls were so popular. It wasn't because they were darling. You could touch them. You just think like, it was just that f- texture of that hair. Like, you just got to play with it, blow on it, all that stuff. Um, so she has, like, that kind of textured hair on them. Just just Muppet Muppet hair. Mm. Muppets are great.
1: I was going to talk more about admission stuff. Because I read a thing on the LA Times today. Just more about... Actually, it was a couple of different articles. Uh, the one that I read today was about a parent just sort of saying that they weren't concerned with the moral implications of the... See, yeah, that face. That face right there. They were not concerned with the moral implications of them having participated in mm-hmm. my the My jaw didn't scandal. drop only
0: because I'm kind of holding the back of burp. I uh, it's
1: like... <laughs> but that was a face. Maybe it was the burp. I don't know. But that, mm. that sort of like... It was something done in service of getting my child into the institution that they
0: they deserve
1: by based what mm. with quotes yeah that i say sarcastically deserve
0: yeah. yes
1: where it's like what the fuck? and one of the things in the article the from the la times i retweeted it so like it's there um <coughs> excuse me was that it was the uh one talking about children as props and children's achievements as feathers in the parents caps so there's this sort of drive to amplify all of the kids achievements and like have them on social media or like it's it's all image it's all fucking image but it's uh there's there was a study just sort of looking at the incidents of cheating in order to get into institutions. And the incidents of that sort of like cutthroat, loophole seeking by any means necessary is most prevalent in situations where there is the most inequity between classes where there is that sort of you are locked into this class by virtue of where you go to school who you meet the social circles you develop mm-hmm. so it's like that sort of cutthroat behavior is a sign of like increasing stratification mm-hmm or it's like oh, oh, oh. and I mean, then also kinda... just like the
0: the undoing of affirmative action recently where like the middle is fighting to get in because they don't know about the loopholes and the dollars and they don't have the dollars mm. you know all this other shit mm-hmm. like so they're going after the poor people and minorities mm. Uh because we're
1: stealing everything
0: right that was sarcasm again we got it yeah we I'm so excited for when the video, our set looks so good. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, the, that's the, 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 just the idea that a parent would like not quite get the moral quandary of, you know, I, 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 I get that you feel absolutely entitled to this, but what about the people that earned
1: it? And that, and that action, and that's what makes me want to like double back to the statement I made last week about uh getting my scholarship oh yeah and with that and like in parentheses i in no way meant to shit on anybody who wound up within any of the other categories like a scholarship I, yeah it's like cool it was more of a temporal thing like when you brought it up and i sat with it it's like that like the intent was not to shit on anybody so what we
0: were talking about is last week oh, yeah. it came up that um uh courtney talked about having a real scholarship that we say yeah was, like I, uh and and she was I talking about academic. the difference between an academic scholarship and and i and like and it was perceived we got feedback that it might have been perceived that you know, you know she was devaluing athletic scholarships yeah for example that
1: so. yeah and that was not the intent i can see how that could come across my bad um but it was more of a temporal thing when like when you brought it up and i was like sitting thinking about it like what was i trying to say and uh, real, in quotes, versus having parents game the system in order to get in. Mm. That's so, like, the scandal's going on now. Right. And that's what I mean by temporal. Like, so, not well, comparing okay. me with my peers then, but me looking in comparison with what's going this on now. now. Got it. So that's... Got it. Close parentheses. Let's clarify. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, I appreciate just like, that. Just like, okay, this is a window where I can talk about that. Let's just bring it in. Um, where the fuck was I going with this? It's all right. You got your <laughs> admissions stuff? Well, yeah, because there's the admissions. Oh, I know where I was going with this. Because, all right, and the other article that I read this week, um, and it kind of ties in with luck, vaguely, um, and I might bring up some points around it as, it, as we go on. But there's there's helicopter parenting, which, mm-hmm. you know, people talk about this whole thing as an extension of. There's also like uh Yeah, the, the hovering, the hovering. But also like the they called it what, snowplow parenting, Where it's like oh. you remove all like you're not necessarily directly engaged with the kids, oh, but you're removing any conceivable no, obstacle. Oh wow. Like there are I never no thought impediments of it that way. Everything is you get just no smooth resistance. Sailing. And it's like, no, without like mm. without struggle, there is no Children progress. Children
0: with no resilience. Yeah. Like Whoa. you got like,
1: I, I yeah, wow. you got to get knocked down Seriously. in order to figure out how to get back up. Like you have to do that. So they're like college counselors are starting to come across kids where like the, a kid's diabetic and they have a schedule and a monitor, but the parent manages the monitor. The kid goes off to college and the parent is still doing the management of diabe- the kid's diabetes and it's like you're gonna have to learn how to do that The yeah. kids are not knowing. How to, like, like wait that's a thing and that's also a part of what <clears throat> some
0: schools are putting uh uh assistants the digital assistants mm. in dorm rooms yes because they basically work as as the The mother that didn't answer the questions for the kid. Like, how do I do this? You you got to figure it out. Yeah.
1: And rather than and it's yeah, go ahead. Like, there's there's so much about life that is figure it out. Like it it's not the answer's not going to land in your lap. And
0: yeah, we uh everybody everybody's learning and and testing and production.
1: And let me think about (laughs) because I'm also not advocating that everybody must that whole it was hard for me therefore it must be hard for everybody or it was hard no, for me therefore like healthy, it must be hard for nobody it's but be able i think last week i said let your let your kids be mediocre mm-hmm. let them experience that disappointment let them have the thing go sideways and go ah shit and experience that because that's where they're gonna go okay do i really want this and mm-hmm. do i get back up how do i get back up what it gets them in touch with their own motivation and drive in order to get through something. And it makes it less, and maybe this is tied back in the image in some way, because it makes it less performative. It makes it less, well, I'm doing these things in order to be presentable,
2: mm-hmm.
1: in order to you know gain love and acceptance from people, because that is how I make people love me.
0: Yeah. Ding. It's like I'm doing the thing because I know what I want, and I understand my limitations. Mm-hmm.
1: Which is actually
0: some groundbreaking shit for humans these days, honestly.
1: Just, uh, yeah. But that's what so you then, lose
0: out on when you're, you know, helicoptering or snowplowing your parents, 100%. Yeah,
1: no. Or like kids,
0: parents doing, kids doing it to the kids. Do, yeah,
1: doing it for yeah. the kids. But, like, yeah, let them let fuck up. Mm-hmm. Let them go off the edge a little bit. I mean, it's. <laughs> it's real life. Yeah.
0: Mm. I'm going to pause this before we keep going. Okay so i wanted to get into luck this week and i wanted to get into it mostly from a sense of just like gratitude mm-hmm. uh because i got i got my sense of luck um and just being very grateful for it from my grandfather who so this is going to be a starting with the my grandfather stories from world war Two okay. stuff because that's you know those were good that's people it's like you know greatest generation and all they did some good work yeah and um he was a self identified gypsy Jew born in London. Mm. And like, he was just like immensely grateful to not have been born anywhere else in Europe. And like, that was his Legit. like luck. It like, I told him this story one time and he was, and I was, you know, I was like, yeah, something good happened. He's like, That's awesome. And I was like, well, it's not like I did anything. It was just dumb luck. And he's like, that is even better. Your ability to understand that that happened because of just dumb luck Mm. and you had no control over it at all is the best gift you can give yourself. Mm. And I just want to spend a little time thinking about that and ruminating about that for our audience, because like that's just sort of the basis for my existence is a little you know thing I talk about pretty often on the show is I just feel grateful to exist because I, there's a lot of reasons I shouldn't there's just I feel so grateful to be born like to be a queer kid born anywhere but silicon valley any time but now <laughs> like, the fuck <laughs> you know like I didn't experience hardship around sexuality or my presentation or anything really until very late in life it didn't even come up and like i'm just so grateful for that kind of timing where like i went i figured out i was gluten intolerant in like 2009 well by then they actually had like gluten-free options and like even chevy's had like a gluten-free menu and like You could go to different restaurants and they would hand you a separate thing that told you all the ingredients for everything. And that was super new. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: No one wanted to give you that information before. I'd have been fucked 10 years, literally 10 years earlier with this kind of bowel stuff. Although there's something to be said for perhaps my diet during the 80s contributing to my problems during the 90s, which is legit. (laughs) 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 Um, Just the ability to be here in this time and i know it's divisive and it seems like crazy but just think about how stable the world seems for other people and the opportunity that we have to witness something even if it's terrible deeply profound and earth changing like our world is going to change it has to the environment can absolutely not sustain us where we're at. It is either going to like whip flash back and kill most of us, or we're going to stop. Figure Whatever it out. the fuck it is. Like this Figure is a remarkable times that somehow we've managed to meet. the Humanity has meet, met the point where the earth, the entire earth can no longer sustain us. What the fuck is even happening? Like it's just sort of, science fiction has become real Uh-huh. and these are the times and that we live in and i just it's welcome to the future yeah i just keep saying that because it feels like i'm living out of some you know 50s sci-fi weird reality where it's just like i don't I, it's amazing and and it's not even i'm not here to bag on anybody i'm here to just like be staring in awe at the world around us right now we have so many opportunities to get it right and yeah there's lots of people happy to cling to the ways that got us fucked here but that's not gonna last it can't they literally literally can't this is my like hopeful nihilist rant basically really i love this (laughs) i love the inevitability of it And I have so much faith in the kids. Like the luck for me is that the abuse from my parents created a brain that was self-aware at the age of four. And the ability for me to watch myself grow up and watch myself interacting with the people around me and understanding a sort of meta. Like children don't experience this. I have so much faith in my kids to make good decisions for themselves there's no part of me that wants to control their image online i know they want it they're going to be real they're they're going to do a way better job than me i know that i did a way better job than my parents i knew that was going to happen when i was four years old like Nope. the perspective so. that i have is remarkable and i just feel so lucky to exist and to witness it and to be here to share it with you and i love you and you specifically Well, i give you hi. eyeballs hi. hi i am so thrilled to be doing this and i feel so lucky and i feel so blessed to be in this moment of time and i think if more people took the time to have the gratitude for the position that they're in is just a matter of chaos and timing They would be less attached. They'd be more willing to share and not in like, you know, an ultimate like Marxist weird way in a like, no, like I'm just not attached. I'm willing to pay my taxes. I'm willing to pay more taxes. I want to make sure people are taken care of because I understand that the reason that I'm here is luck and I want to make sure I produce as much luck as possible for everyone that comes after me. It's not that I want to, you know, share my way to you know i don't want to fuck i'm not I'm, I'm not here to be mc hammer wait what do you know what happened to him it's a like, west coast thing <clears throat> um, let me restart the camera so mc hammer in the legends of hip-hop history whatever class that we're going to give over time here um mc hammer was a local legend from oakland and um he had the like largest posse in hip-hop history the entourage He had the biggest entourage ever he just hired all his friends you bring everybody up you bring everybody up and that's the game you have to particularly like the queer folks and the black folks and the jewish folks we have this down because that's how we've survived is when you get anything and you can actually listen to like details about this in uh explained they have a, a racial wealth inequity explained episode that's actually really good mm. um but the fact is is when you come up you got to bring up all your friends because there's there it's not coming from anywhere else and i wish i just want for people to have that gratitude to understand that that's the way the game is played you don't just you know you don't win, but what, you, get a, you gotta get a private island? Do you need a, a bigger private island? Would you like a small nation? What are you gonna do after that? How are you gonna treat your people? Like, like the guy that I follow online, like he, he's not investing right now. He's hoarding all of his money. He's paying an 8% corporate tax rate, living, at least he's living in Costa Rica. He's not faking the math. I hate it when they actually fake the math where they take the shell company in Costa Rica. He's at least living out there. So good on him for, for living the dream. But he's hoarding his dollars, waiting for an economic correction, and then he's going to invest his dollars into the economy when the correction happens, and he's going to make a killing. And that's true. You're going to make a killing. And when then what? Now what? You're going to have more money that you can spend in 10 lifetimes. What, what are you going to do? You, are you going to move back to America? I mean, I know that Costa Rica is technically still America, but are you going to move back to the mainland? I mean, I, you move from San Diego, are you going to be cool moving back to San Diego? You're going to go back to Maine? Like, what are you going to do? It, you got to think about it on the long term and you got to understand that the only reason you're there is because of luck. Everybody that succeeds worked their face off, but you don't get anywhere without luck. If merit were enough, only poor people would be successful right now if it was merit those are the people working the hardest those are the people that deserve like some at least some damn child care <laughs> you know but the people who are lucky have no respect for the chaos that luck brought them and have no respect for the chaos that everybody else lives in and they think that they earned what they got you get no you gotta understand that that success is communal that any success that we get here in this moment with this podcast is by virtue of the fact that we speak english as a starting place and now our information is more accessible to the audience because more people speak english than most other languages so we have more availability. We're Americans. People think that's cool. It gives really? us access. I mean, oh, it still does. Hundred percent.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, we're we're fucking up that image. Let's be real. I mean, I mean, it's not as it's not as good as it was five years ago, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. even ten. I don't know. I'll be honest. Uh, everything after nine eleven just been downhill. Yeah, it's really just not it been good. Like- not good. So, luck. Know. you gotta be. <laughs> Just honor it, meditate on it, give back, make that luck real for more people. That's what I wanna see us doing with business. That's what I'm doing with business. That's what I want us doing here with this podcast.
1: It's like mindfulness on steroids. It
0: is. Understanding that luck is so real and it's so powerful. It is It is mindfulness it is, on steroids and I love that.
1: being in the moment so deeply where it's like, okay, this is what the moment has brought me.
0: (coughs) So I, I am good. I would love our dear audience. If you would like to join the conversation, you can find me all over the internet. I am bonus parent Baba. And especially please, please Uh. follow me on TikTok. I'm really into that platform right now Uh.
1: for the most part. (laughs) If you
0: really want to see the videos, just still see them on Instagram (laughs) or whatever, But, but, but play with me. Come play with me on TikTok. Play with us over email. You can find us at kindnessecon Kindness Econ. at gmail.com. You can find us on our website,
1: kindnessecon.com. And, oh, my own. Um, let's see, where all can you find me? My website is C King solutions. That's the letter C, as in Courtney, and King, as in my name, King, K-I-N-G. Solutions, all one word, C King solutions. You have to see it in order to get the joke. Um, but seekingsolutions.com. <laughs> you can sign up for my very, very dormant mailing list there. You um, put out content there last year. Yeah, I put out kinds the of good stuff happening yeah. there. And then, like, what else? I'm on Instagram as Seeking Solutions. Again, the letter C, the name King Solutions. Um, I'm on Twitter. It might actually help if we just said
0: Seeking Solutions, the letter C k-i-n-g solutions oh that's concise i like that yeah
1: all
0: right carry on C- sorry thing. we're just yeah. working we're this out we're working folks. that part
1: out because it's yeah testing production people it's totally a visual pun like
0: it, it is <laughs> and now we're doing an audio game it's it's a you know yeah, it's, mm,
1: yeah fun things happen the ground shifts beneath your feet but like and engage with us please on whatever platform you choose
0: like share and subscribe we are now available on itunes spotify and all over the internet with google
1: all over all over it
0: so i want you to please look out for each other and yourself and the people in the world around you
1: yes be kind motherfuckers
0: i hope to see you in the future